0: Geroad Grant has been the conductor of the National Youth Orchestra of Ireland for 40 years, since 1980. And how did that come about? Well, I'll
1: tell you, I got a phone call from Granny Smith. Now, Granny Smith was Dr. Olive Smith. She started the National Youth Orchestra in 1970. A fantastic woman. And uh, don't ask me why she rang me. I was 29 at that stage and... uh, I was hanging around RTE. I was doing gigs with the concert orchestra, etc. And um, I have no idea why she rang me. Um, What happened was, in 1970, the National Youth Orchestra was founded. And by 1980, the demand for places got so big that Granny Smith decided that she would have a second orchestra. So she, she created the Junior Youth Orchestra and they were aged from 12 to 16. And then the Senior Orchestra was from sixteen to twenty one. And uh that that went on for the first twenty years of the orchestra of, of my time. And then for the last twenty years the two merged basically there was social issues and all sorts of issues why why that happened. But they merged down to one possibly the main reason was the fact that the juniors had become as good as the seniors. The seniors now had kind of stopped practicing like twenty one kids had gone to something else and It changed, the dynamic society changed and uh, it was decided that we would have two, uh, just one orchestra. So that's the way the 40 years have have panned out.
0: The first concert Garold Grant conducted was certainly a learning experience, one that has stayed with them ever since.
1: Uh, Can I remember the music? Not only can I remember the music, but I can remember the people who played the music. Uh, I can remember every single person. I could name off all the desks. Nowadays, I can't remember anybody's name. In fact, I don't even bother learning the names. I mean, after 40 years, it's just, hey, you. But uh, but um, it was it was amazing. The first concert was amazing. It was so awful. It couldn't be. You couldn't believe how bad it was. Um, The music that we played, uh, we played, I remember we played and Suite. Now, and Suite, Suite number two, there was an A major chord at the beginning. I think it took us an hour to get off the first chord. We were so, so bad. I actually have a recording of it. It's just amazingly brutal. Uh, the difference in the ability of disparate kids uh, makes every concert a, a, a unique and uh, different experience. Uh, but one that I remember very well was in, in early on in the, in the 80s. I think it was around 1988. We played in the Gaiety with the awful acoustic on stage in the Gaiety. It was dreadful. But we played a Rhapsody in Blue with uh, Orna McDonagh. She was 16 at the time and she was just fantastic. Absolutely amazing. And the, the, the orchestra, I mean, it was like Paul Whiteman band.
0: Well, Garode Grant had an interesting implement for keeping time with the hundred or so young musicians in front of him. I, I mean, I used to use a baseball bat. I remember
1: using a baseball bat to keep time in Tchaikovsky 4. I mean, just banging. One, two, three. For, you know, just to keep time. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's a, it's a, has it changed? Nowadays I just shut up and conduct. I don't say a thing. First, first time I go into them now, we start, say Tchaikovsky 4, we start at the beginning, I say first movement, we play through it, I won't say a thing, get right to the end, I go on to the second movement, we play all four movements through, without me saying a word. Now we've a week's work to do on it after that, but mm-hmm. I won't have said, they'll have got through it from beginning to end.
0: Becoming a musician with the National Youth Orchestra of Ireland is about meeting like-minded young people, learning the discipline of performing with a large group of musicians, the social life, fun, lots of fun, and of course performing in front of an audience wherever they may be. We've played from school halls to Carnegie Halls.
1: Ulster Hall, we've played all over Ireland, we've played everywhere, you know. Fantastic. I remember going to the school, the little school hall, and we played uh, Shostakovich 10. Now there's so many players in Shostakovich 10. We took up the whole hall. The audience were outside, hanging out of the windows, up high and low, looking in the windows at us playing. Um, and I remember, I suppose the most, the best piece, uh, the piece I enjoyed most was, was Malar 4. Uh, with um uh, um, Michelle Sheridan sang the last movement but it was it was stunning. I mean the this is around the year 2000 I mean in 20 years to play Mala for to this level just incredible. We play basically the orchestra so big, uh, it's like 100 players, it's a full it's 110 sometimes, it's a, a fully fully romantic orchestra. The thing that always frightened me was in Mala was getting really inside the music mm-hmm. for 12 year olds, to, yes. you know, 18 year olds. But if you listen to this recording of, of, of Malaphore, it's stunning. Yeah. I mean, they they have the breadth uh they have the space to play it. Yeah. They, they they have the control. I mean the technique is not a problem. Technique in any piece is never a problem to them yeah. at this stage. But they they can interpret this. Because we're all the same we're musicians, we're on that level of sensitivity that we can understand. That's they under I don't have to say I'm going to beat four beats here or whatever or, or, yes. watch this. I mean they can understand my face, my body language, my hands that's what they interpret. And they go with that. So I just create the area where they play
0: More than possibly any other conductor, Gerard Grant has had the chance to teach and lead generations of young Irish musicians. How does he feel about his role in our musical landscape?
1: Well, it's both an honor and a privilege.
0: Now imagine you're afforded
1: the opportunity to be the first person to introduce Tchaikovsky, Mahler, etc. etc. to young kids. I mean, it's just it's just incredible. The responsibility of bringing this great music to life with these young, this young canvas of youth with this enthusiasm and energy and imagination and it's, it's fearlessness of the technical problems uh, these people are, they're an express train of thought and action, there's no cynicism in this at all, they just throw themselves headlong into the music and I'm the first to introduce them to music I mean all these kids are, they're the 600 pointers in Believe insert Cert uh, now you wouldn't want them all to be to be musicians, but there's a great educational value in sitting in an orchestra for young people. I mean, I teach discipline, teamwork, total concentration on the task. I mean, nine hours a day. All the things you need to be a professional musician, they're all taught here. I try very hard to put kids off being a musician because with the buzz from the music in the course, well, all the kids would want to be musicians and then we wouldn't have the doctors and the engineers and the architects and the rest. So I explain to the ones who actually go into the profession, I say, well, if you want to be a musician, you'll probably be very poor, but you'll be happy doing what you love doing. Uh, It beats working. These kids, you see, they're really talented and they get the music. Uh, They might lose the end of a sentence to get to the next one, but they get the line and the intensity of the music always, always. But, But socially, things have changed in 40 years. I mean 40 years ago music was a way out for an awful lot of kids. I mean you did one thing. You you went to school and you did music or you went to school and you did hurling or you went to school and you did I don't know fencing whatever it is or gymnastics whatever it is. Nowadays kids are much more rounded. They go to they have uh, horse riding on a Monday, they have tennis on a Tuesday, they have ballet on a Wednesday, they have music on a Thursday. How do you practice for the amount of time that you need to practice to be a musician. No, your your time is divided. So socially things have, as I say, have, have changed. Um, As the, evinced by the youth orchestra in 1988, I remember on that. Um, I look back at a program there of uh, the, the Rhapsody in Blue in 1988, and I see I counted up that there's 30 percent went into the profession. 30% of that orchestra went into the profession, where nowadays it would be, I'd say, 5%, Mm -hmm. if that, you know. The others are gone to, you know, serious, serious, proper serious jobs, Mm -hmm. you know. But that's the way things have have gone. Mm
0: -hmm. Proper serious jobs. Hmm, Garoad. I'm allowed to call him that because, of course, he's my big brother. But as a flute player, of course, music is the only real job. But seriously... What will he remember most from his time as Principal Conductor with the National Youth Orchestra of Ireland?
1: The pleasure of each year seeing a new bunch of kids experience themselves playing big romantic masterpieces for the first time in their short lives and knowing that I've been able to create this platform for them to be able to express themselves so well. Do you know something? I really should be charged for this privilege. I shouldn't be paid.